There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. You need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples... Temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Yes, yes. Welcome into the Tim McKernan Show podcast from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan. Sitting across from me is Action Jackson. Action Jackson, tell me what the word is. What is the word? The word is it's hot outside. And it's really hot outside, and I'm glad we're inside at the moment. It's July 6, 2022, and it is hotter than the fires. Let me take a look and see what got the temperature. 92 degrees. I actually would have thought it would have been worse. I stepped outside for just a half a second. How was it? Enjoyable? Relaxing? No, I thought I was going to implode. Is that right? Yeah, it was really, really hot. Uh, we are doing episode uh, 501. 501. Just a lot of uh, pressure on episode 500. And uh, it's it's been wonderful. I guess the the series of episodes on the morning grind history, TMA history, certainly not everything, but a lot of it uh, have brought in some new listeners to the podcast, which is wonderful. I always enjoy that, and I'm happy to keep doing deep dives. And so now we are we are flooded with uh, emails, requests, deep dive requests. And uh, and so please never hesitate to send those in. T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. T-M-C-K-E-R-N-A-N at InsideSTL.com. That is what QFTA stands for. Questions from the audience or comments from the audience or E-S-F-T-A, erotic stories from mm, the audience. Yes. But those come once uh, once a year or so. And it just is basically when Gangster Pete's buddy Deebs decides to send in an anecdote about beating off on I-70. Other than that... There aren't a lot of erotic stories coming into QFTA. Good questions, good comments, uh, such as this one, which also leads into uh, our, our studio sponsor, Ryan Kelly, the Home Loan Expert. Tim, this email is long overdue. I have been a longtime listener and fan. I'm writing this email today to give praise to your title sponsor while listing last year the Home Loan Expert, Mr. Ryan Kelly, himself aired a commercial about his union loan. As a union leader in the St. Louis area, I was immediately impressed and thankful for Ryan for running such a great deal for union members. A second later, it hit me. Ryan is such a great humanitarian and now has a tie to unions. Maybe he would be interested as a sponsor of our union's charity vast tournament at the Lake of the Ozarks. 
I reached out to Ryan with an email explaining why I was reaching out and that our bass tournament benefited the Ronald McDonald House of Charities. Ryan responded immediately and put me in touch with a young woman who now works for his organization, Melissa Marr, who worked with me for a number of years. She mentioned she had worked with you for over 12 years. Not only did Ryan become a sponsor of our tournament, but became a platinum sponsor. He sent a group of home loan experts to our tournament with a tent, giveaways, and free merch. They put a boat in the tournament and fished and did very well, I might add. He added so much to our tournament and is already committed to this year's tournament. We have been a steady fundraiser for Ronald McDonald House over the years, and last year we raised $40,000 for the charity, and a large thank you goes to Ryan and his staff, as well as a shout-out to you, Tim, for being involved with such quality sponsors. I wish the boys on the day as much success and happiness and look forward to listing TMA for years to come. Keep up the good work. P.S. I have a QFTA, and we will go into that momentarily, uh, from this gentleman who did request that we do not use his name, but he goes by the union boss. Ah. Uh, there you go. So with that said, Ryan Kelly, you've heard about him, thehomeloanexpert.com. Also, James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, 314-961-4800, or online at carltoninsurance.net. Once you buy the home with Ryan Kelly, get it insured with James Carlton at the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency in Webster Groves. He's my insurance agent, and I want him to become your insurance agent, and you will experience the happiness that I have experienced by working with the best, and the best is James Carlton. 314-961-4800 to go online at carltoninsurance.net, the customer service, the texts to remind you that you have a payment due, and the text to let you know they have found a way to save you money. It's the best. That's why I am so happy that I made the switch just a few years ago, and I recommend it to our audience. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. With it as hot as it is right now, here's the deal. If you run into an air conditioning issue, and we have temperatures in nothing but the 90s or 100s over the next week in the St. Louis area. I know some of you listen from outside of the St. Louis area. Uh, go to designairservice.com, click on the book now tab, and they will take care of it quick, fast, in a hurry for you. That's how they do it. They know the urgency is the most important thing. And so when they get a book now message, they are talking to the customer right away and they are out there right away as well. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling, Seth Goldcamp and his staff online at designairservice.com. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling, a wonderful sponsor of this podcast, along with Mark Hanna and Munganess, St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. And we will get to them momentarily. But first, our first QFTA for today's episode. Episode 501, July 6th, 2022. P.S. I have a QFTA. It's following up on uh, the union boss's email about Ryan Kelly's uh, charitable donations. I have enjoyed your recent deep dives into the origins of the show and how you have arrived where you are today. My question is, does it give you a more vindicated feeling or a more fulfilled feeling that you have the opportunity to be in more of an active role in so many charities and giving back opportunities than you probably would have had if you stayed in television. I ask this because it seems to me that you, as well as your sponsors, have such a love for giving back to not just your listenership but your community, and I'm not sure you have those same opportunities in the television market. Um, yeah, I've never, I mean, with the, with, with regards to television, it's been so long for me, uh, that I really don't even think of it. And I would imagine at this point, most people, I don't know about most people, but a lot of people probably don't even realize that I did television because the audience is younger. And I mean, Jackson, crap, I left television when you were seven, Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. 
But I get what I get. What the premise of the question is from the union boss, and that is that this certainly provides more of an opportunity. Television. We were talking about this yesterday, weren't we? Weren't we? You and I were just bullshitting yesterday afternoon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. I don't. I don't know what it's like now. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's certainly a different handle. My and I may have said this when we we're going into the deep dives and talking about leaving television and, and focusing on the morning grind. But it it really forces its people to color inside the lines, which I just think is a losing strategy. Especially, I mean, at this point, the ship's going down. You right. might as you might as well try something. And maybe sure. people are. I'm not watching. I'm pretty confident I would have heard of it if somebody was. Like Zipper Zeppa. I mean, I know a lot of people. You, if you were, I'm sure you've heard the names. Well, Zippa. only because of this show. Okay, but I mean, what he did in the 1980s with sportscasting in St. Louis, it really did, it totally changed the game. Not saying that that type of thing would work now, but somebody, I'm not even talking about sports, just doing things differently and coloring outside the lines. So, because we color outside the lines, I think that's probably why the show built up the following that it did. And what I would say with regards to giving back, I think, number one, you have to talk about the sponsors such as Ryan, who goes out of his way to do that. That is a huge part, and that's that that's well beyond TMA. That's just part of his mission. Mm-hmm. Um, that's who he is, and he really, really takes it seriously, and that's something that Ryan and I will talk about sometimes on the phone, sometimes over text, sometimes in person where there's no attention for it, there's no microphones, there's no cameras. It's just something that is important to him. I think, I'm speculating here, which might you know not necessarily be the smartest thing to do when you're talking about a sponsor, but I say it pretty confidently, that Ryan, who built this business and now is in a really good position, um, feels an obligation to give back. Mm-hmm. And uh, he met with a guy. He's told me the story. He might have told it when he was on the podcast, but I know he's told me this personally. Um, and I don't know if he would want me to, to say the, the gentleman's name, and I don't know if he did. It doesn't matter. It's a compliment. Um, who told him now that things are going the way that they are in such a positive manner, you really you know, ought to think about how you can help people with what you have. And so that has been something that he has been doing with climbing mountains and working with so many charities. Here's just another example with this email. It really is something that he is passionate about. May have told the story before, um, but when we were leaving Game 6 of the Stanley Cup Final when the Blues lost to the Bruins, the first thing he did in the car, no cameras, no microphones, might not even know I knew that he was doing it um, because there were like eight people in the car, uh, he called Alec, and he has that Team Alec uh, foundation that he was so active with. And Alec has since passed away, but uh, called him to see what he thought about the game and just talk with him. Yeah. There's no, there's no publicity for that. You know, people, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that winds up happening when people achieve certain semblance, especially when it's public. Uh, I don't know why this is. This is a this is. I don't know if this is an American phenomenon or if this is global. Uh, I certainly know it's something that people talk about in America. You build people up to tear them down and then watch them get built back up again. Uh, so people like to tear people down who've achieved some modicum of success. So for those of you who would want to take shots um, and say this or that, well, I mean, there was nobody around. He just did that because that's what he wanted to do because he knew that this kid who was battling cancer was watching that game, and he just wanted to talk with him about it. 
and you know that wasn't that wasn't a publicity campaign that was just doing something because he thought it was the right thing to do so i witnessed that and like i said i've talked with him multiple times um about charity endeavors and how important it is to him it is a real core thing with how, what i've experienced on the tma end and we talked about it it might have been uh, three episodes ago if i'm not mistaken about the audience's response to things um the sparing middle school for officer blake snyder where we raised 30 plus thousand dollars in a matter of hours was the moment for me with charity and TMA that it opened my eyes to what was there that I never thought could be there. The Larry Nickel thing with raising 65, if I'm not mistaken, thousand dollars for him just a couple of weeks ago. We raised $5,800 for uh, Birdies for Bipolar with uh, Michael Wellington wearing the TMA cap at the U.S. Open. So, and then we had a listener. And this was, this was the one, Jackson, for me, and it happened in December. His name's Joe Basler. He passed away suddenly. Um, and he had emailed me a couple of weeks before he died to let me know that he was dealing with some things. And um, so when he passed away, you know, I was like, holy crap, he emailed me. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a cry for help. He was just letting me know what, he, what he's actually saying, Jackson, is he was saying, uh, I just want you to know that this show has really helped get me through some tough times here because mm-hmm. I'm dealing with some tough times and this has really helped. And and then it struck me probably like at 6.30 in the morning. And as you know, I don't get here until 7.07. Mm-hmm. So I'm still at my house and I'm like, hey, I know he has two young daughters. I ought to just create a GoFundMe and see what we can do. And if memory serves, it was around $35,000 that was raised. So what I'm saying here is this. This isn't about me. It's actually not about anybody on the show either. Mm -hmm. This is about a show that has a following, but it has a following made up of really good people. And that's, that's not to say it's absolute and everybody is a saint by any means, but it is a show that multiple times has, and it's not like, hey, you got to donate. We got to do this. We got to beat another station. We just do these things on our own. And the audience responds. And so what it drove home to me in that moment when that happened to answer the union boss's question is, I don't necessarily consider it a power, so to speak, but an obligation that if you have the opportunity to help people, as a byproduct of something that you went into, which was for career purposes to enjoy doing what you did for a living, which is how I got into broadcasting. And now it has, you know, led to whatever it's led to where we can help people that it would be, um, I don't know what the right term would be. It would be irresponsible. It would be unethical. It would be, I feel like there's a word for it, uh, but I, I would be, I would be remiss if I did not take advantage of the situation to help people. Yeah. Because it took me maybe ten minutes to create that GoFundMe, and those ten minutes, not because of the ten minutes that I spent making that clear over and over again, but because of those. 10 minutes, but way more because of the audience 
we got a family that just lost their father, their husband, Mm $35,000. And so when that happened, I remember saying to my wife, maybe a night or two later, I said, this is, this is, this is something that, you know, I have to do, you know, not because, not because there's some charge or some public reward with it or anything along those lines. It's just, you just, you know, listen, if it, if it were something where I'm gonna have to work weeks in order to do that, I can't do it. But if you're in a position where if the show gets behind or you as an individual gets behind a cause and you know that the audience will respond because the audience will mobilize once they hear about it, then at that point, to me, you have an obligation to help your fellow people. And so it's not, it's, not about, it's not about me and it's not about TMA. It's about the audience because it's not like TMA said, okay, we're going to put in $35,000. We're going to put in 17500 You match it. No, this is the audience did it. And so that has been something that is not something that was around for the first, I don't even know. I, I mean, if, if the show is going to be, uh, I guess, officially 18 years old here in a, or maybe right now, actually, it's, it was right around mid, late July in 2004 when it started. Producer Joe knows the exact date. Um, it, it's something that's happened over the last few years. Then to me, you, you just, you would, and anybody would do it, right. by the way. This isn't like, anybody would do it. I created a GoFundMe. That's all I did. And then I posted it on social media and talked about it on the show. You know, the audience raising that much money, that is, that's the part that is truly heroic and unique. So yes, I would not have been able to do it on television. Um, I don't think I would have been able to do this on a lot of stations or, or without this show. So that's that's the thing that I would drive home on it. Jackson, you, uh, you've observed it both as a listener and now as a person who is on the show. Uh, your thoughts on what the union boss asked? Yeah, it's always, to me, is like the most rewarding part of any time. And sometimes, you know, you can kind of go, like with any job, you're kind of just like some days you're feeling really awesome and some days you're just not feeling great. It's not because of anything on at work or on the show or anything, but it's just what's going on in your life. But then something like that happens, you know, a tragedy just like Joe Basler passing away. Um, and then to see the audience mobilize and come together and donate a lot. Most people probably on there didn't know him, but knew he was a TMA listener. And for them to be so forward with money and donating to that kind of cause just kind of shows you the power of it all. And that, uh, you know, we're really, really lucky to get to be able to do what we do. And if it, you know, makes one person's life better then it's totally worth it so uh it's it, it's really incredible and it makes me super super proud not only of our show but more so uh the people listen the listeners of the show because yeah, it's, it's the it's people's a, show it really it's is a, it's an incredibly unique thing now it's not to say it's the only show that has that but there no. aren't many that have that and that's not a it's just not a brag it's it's said from an appreciation mm-hmm. you know the and it's hope it's taken for what it is if we were to do this with balloon party which has a following and that's great that it has a following but it's it's a different kind of a following i don't think it would have that kind of response i won't say that about any other shows because then that would come off the wrong way here's another show that i host and it's just a different kind of thing Mm -hmm. um that there is a a passion for this show and this audience and the audience is made up of people who 
uh, step up. And, and, and I never want people to feel like, oh, if you don't, then you, you know, I don't want to guilt people into it. If you want to do it, $5, right. great. If you want to put in 100 you want to put in 250 right. whatever, that's up to you. But here is the situation. Here is the background. And I also, and it's also, the, here's the other side of it, I suppose, if you want to call it the other side of it. Um, it's tough to say no. Right. There's a lot of no's. Um, and by that, I mean, it, we, we will lose impact if I say yes to every one. So it's rare. So for real, I, I would put it in the maybe twice a year category. Um, but I always tell people, if you want to post on the fan page about, you know, the event, uh, you know, charity or whatever the case might be, please do. Right. But as far as the show putting its full weight behind it, then at that point it, it's going to dilute right. other exactly. efforts. So it's that, that's, that's the other side of it. Maybe people want to hear that. Maybe they don't, but it's the truth. So, uh, that's, that's, but, but what has gone on with it is something else and yeah i suppose i have never really thought of it that way the television the leaving television was such a no-brainer that i don't view things through the prism of i'm lucky that i have this because you know i left television i i don't think about television i have zero interest in being in it on it i you know Mm -hmm. uh, honestly i don't want to i you know um just to be blunt, I wouldn't make as much money. <laughs> I was trying to figure out a way to say it really politely, and then I was like, fuck it. Yep. Uh, and so, you know, I have. it's not like I'm like, man, if I could just get back, you know, couldn't care any less about it. <laughs> it is my thing. They're not looking for me. I'm not looking for them. Sure. So it's, it's totally cool. But I like the freedom to just be able to fuck off. And, and I also think people respond to that which they see as, or hear as genuine, and I just think that's what local television, or television in general for that matter, fuck, well beyond local. Right. Uh, it's almost like it's a show. It's a show of phoniness. And people aren't allowed to act how they really act. Mm-hmm. Everything's funny. And everything's wonderful. You know, uh, what's the movie that uh, came out at the end of the year? Don't, Don't Look, look up. up. And the parody of, who right. are the two? Tyler, Tyler Perry, Perry and, and Kate Blanchett. That's right. And uh, what DiCaprio goes on there, and, right. and they're just laughing about it, like, oh, yeah. okay, but put a Jennifer positive Lawrence spin on or whatever. It. It's yeah. just like, yeah, that's that's what it is. Right. It's like, well, you don't want me there, then. That's yeah. what that's what you want. Um, so yeah, what has happened though is not. It is a byproduct of the show's popularity with a with a group of people who are kind. Right. And that is. That is essentially it, and that's therefore it has nothing to do with any individual on the show. It's uh, it's truly an audience thing. The individual part for me would be because I now know that this power is there because of the audience. It is irresponsible for me not to utilize it when I see an opportunity to really help people who I either know or people I know who are really in need. And that's the way I would describe it, even though I know that's a lot of words without just one word. But that's it, it, at this point for me to, to sit down and take X amount of minutes or maybe a couple hours to change somebody's life, not because of anything I'm going to do, but because this audience is going to do it, then it would be just it'd be an, un, really unheard of, I think, for any human to go, oh, I'm not going to do that. Once you realize it's there, the, thi- the, the one moment I would say is you have to realize that it's there. And it, mm-hmm. it took a few years to realize it was there, but I don't right. think it was there 
up until relatively speaking re- recently, like the last five years. Uh, before I go into another question, good one here, by the way. Uh, I would like to tell the audience about Munganass St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. Go online and shop at stlouisacura.com or altontoyota.com, and you can work with Jamie Burkhardt and Clayton Patterson at Munganass and experience why I and so many people on the show are very happy Munganass customers. You can shop online at stlouisacura.com or altontoyota.com and work with Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, or Peter Munganass. Email me, tmckernan at insidestl.com, and I will be more than happy to make the, the introduction. It's Munganast, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. Online at stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com. Jackson, could you tell the fine people listening to the Tim McKernan Show podcast uh, about Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, if you would be oh so kind? I'll be so kind. Nice. Um, I work with Mark personally. Like I, I really do work with Mark. And, and I started working with him probably about a year ago, maybe a little longer, Truly one of the best decisions I've ever made. Like, I look back on where I was and where I am now with my finances, and I'm in such a better position. And most of it because I worked with Mark Hanna because he taught me some strategies. Uh, made We made a plan. I've uh, adjusted a couple times, but it's really been in really, really, really good shape. And I'm always comfortable talking to Mark. Like, if I have yeah. an issue, yeah. I, I, I'm really glad that I'm comfortable talking with him because he's such a friendly, intelligent wise person so anytime you get on the phone with him like you're just you feel better afterwards so if you don't have anybody you know if let's say you're saving for your kids college let's say you're saving for retirement let's say you're just saving in general mark Hanna is your guy get in touch with him if you don't have anybody if you don't have a plan if you already have someone consider making over the switch to mark Hanna because he's the best in the business 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreen stl Dot com. That's Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Mark Hanna and Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Hey, Tim, I'm currently podcasting Sode 500. Over the years, you've talked about not graduating from university. <laughs> and I like when it's called that. Yeah. Uh, I was wondering if it bothers you. If so, maybe you can do a deep dive. Ha, that's from Matt Beeston. Um, the answer to that is no, in the sense that you might think it bothers me. Here is how it bothers me. It bothers me in that I, my grandmother, both of my grandmothers have passed away. My grandmother at, God, what was the place? I don't know if it's still there. It was right by the columns, not the columns on the campus, but the columns on the other end. Yeah, by the, the north side. By the courthouse. And it was like a nice bar. Room 38. Oh, that definitely wasn't what it was then. That's that's the nicest one right there. Okay, I don't know. I can't remember what it was called. Understood. But we went there on the day I walked, uh-huh. which was so fucking weird that I walked oh. when I still had eight hours left. Yeah, that is kind of odd. Oh, it's super weird. They wouldn't weird. let you do that now. Oh, is that right? No, they would not let you do that now. God. Like, I don't know what that was about. Like, I was going to walk, but I just had, like, one summer course left. Um, and so they let you do it? Or they right, didn't? but that was kind of, like, how my major was set up. Yeah, anyway, but they so I, I think the deal was, because I went there five years, which yeah. was just totally unnecessary. Absolutely unnecessary. I really would love to, the deep dive is what the fuck was I doing from <laughs> like 18 through 22? Because <laughs> that's when I was fired from Westboro, going out and playing golf on the course while working in the bag room. Then they warned me, and then I went back out there and did it again, and I was 18. It's just like... Yeah, you know, if you're like 12, you go, oh, okay, he's 12, but I'm 18. I mean, I'm 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 a high school graduate, uh, and then 
what was I th- like? Why didn't I? It wasn't like S- Mizzou was tough, you know. No, it was not. <laughs> Especially the goofball major I had. Yeah, same way. So candidly, it was just like I. I, I think when it gets, and I feel like I've got. There, there's so many of these now. Uh, these emails. I feel like somebody asked something along these lines. Um, but what I was getting to, I need to make sure I deliver on this and not go off the exit ramp and never answer. <laughs> Uh, my grandma, the, the, we went out and had like lunch or whatever after the ceremony that I walked in in December of 98, even though I still had eight credit hours, which I still have. And she said, I want you to promise me that you will graduate. Uh-huh. And I said, absolutely. And you know how I am when I say something. Yeah, you mean your word. And I really, if that part bothers me. Not graduating. I couldn't fucking care any less right. like, at all. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I I don't want to get into what's overrated and underrated because you can always find something more overrated and more underrated. But from my standpoint, uh, it, and it depends on the field, but the college degree. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a eh. social construct. Oh, okay. So you're on the same page. With right. Outside of a few sure, sir, there, professions. There certainly would be. But right. I mean, what a... But if, what a what a like owning a house and a college degree are like byproducts of I don't know a different time in American yeah, history and hundred percent and it is a fucking bubble these right. these high schools and what they charge the yeah fly was down I'm not masturbating I might start but at the moment I'm not if you do you don't have to tell me <laughs> um, but no it's totally I mean if if a job didn't require you to have that piece of paper you would be just as good oh it just you'd be matter. you'd be just as you'd learn more in your first week on the job. Than you would in the four years. So what my thought process was, I'd actually really had a thought process, although I feel like there's a different email that asked this question. But like I said, with with the popularity of the last few, there there is a flood. So I so I felt like I was going to answer this with a different one. But what I was thinking once I got into the journalism school there and I don't know how it works, that grades did not matter. And so I stopped going to class. I truly stopped going to class. Like journalism classes or like gen ed classes? Gen ed. Okay. And I guess to the, but I also didn't, you know, KOMU, which is the NBC affiliate on campus that, you know, that, that the students work at, where mm-hmm. some of the greatest unintentional comedy on television has occurred. <laughs> and it's not close to the campus at all. <laughs> no, it's, I would say, 15 minutes yeah. down 63, right? Yeah, 63, 63 like towards the airport. That, uh, that, I, I I like you have to do a news shift, and I'm just like I'm doing sports, right? And I, if I'm not mistaken, I just didn't even do those. I just didn't <laughs> show up, and I look again. You know, this wasn't like I was 12. I mean, at that point, I'm 21, yeah. maybe 2021. 20, either way, yeah. And I have to wonder, like, why didn't they just fucking kick me out for real? Yeah. Like I just I just was like I'm not doing it. I don't want to do it, so I didn't do it. So now you, I get, you I get now, now. Now I'm still practicing this now at 45. Although I feel like I have a little more leverage right. to be like, yeah, I'm not doing that. I mean, I have zero interest in it. And Anna Marie, if you want to do it, you know, be right. my guest. You know, so you one of the reasons up? we're happily married is because we don't make each other do shit we don't want to do. That's nice. So you, uh, you, you just didn't show up to KOMU, like you. I, I, I think we had news shifts, and inevitably you would wind up covering city council meetings. And you okay. had to shoot your own shit. Yeah, live shots, like stand. No, the lives. live shots. The live shots at the time you couldn't do on your own. Now, now you can. Right. But they had to have like the live truck there, and right. there was a live person who went on the attack. But this, I'm talking about. You go shoot. You, you got your tripod, this heavy ass equipment. Oh yeah. And 
you know, the video's awful. <laughs> you know, remember Brian Nooner, who was the uh, sports director, and then he was replaced by Chris Gervino. Um, and he would love to just, like, kind of make remarks on the back in the sports office. Well, it looks like they left the tripod in the car for that one. <laughs> and then there was some meeting. I actually did do one of them. And I don't even remember what it was. I mean, my heart was so not into it. Right. And, and one of the key, I mean, this is going into the weeds on television. It's such a fucking worthless place to go into the weeds. There's <laughs> much, much better weeds. But, you know, there's things called jump cuts. Like if I'm right. shooting video, you right there. Right. And then you, you're with you no know, transition. With no just, transition. Yeah. And so you use cutaways. Right. Theoretically. And so, you know, I didn't think to use cutaways, but I think I just set the camera down on a table and it like recorded, it was still recording. And like there was a salt shaker sitting there and this is a city council meeting. And so I didn't have anything to use as a cutaway. So I just used like a four seconds of video of a salt shaker and then I went back. So I didn't have a jump cut. And I remember Nooner going, well, that's a nice salt shaker cutaway. And I just didn't fucking care because in my mind... It was the same thing as to why I was going into, well, not why I was going, I was going into journalism school to be to be the next voice of the Cardinals. And right. in my mind, that's what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Then it became clear that I somehow was doing television news, which I had no interest in. Right. None. Yeah. I, yeah you heard me like talk about it, how I had no, how I have no interest in it now. I had less then and I was going into it. <laughs> right. But I'm like, well, fuck, now I'm in here. There isn't like a play-by-play sequence. Sure. So I'm in this fucking thing and you got to cover news and you have people who are like coming from all over the country. And I remember we had people from oh, yeah. Germany and oh, yeah, Russia yeah. Yep. in the class. And it's not like it's a huge class. There are only 50 people. And there's, I always say it was me and Gabe, the only people, oh, and Nichelle Turner, who's now on entertainment tonight, right. who are from Missouri. That's it. Otherwise it was that that's it. And they, they really have aspirations to do this shit in news. They want to be at the time. I remember it was Katie Kirk and Matt Lauer. That's what people wanted to be. I don't know who they would say now. And I'm thinking to myself, this, I, God, I just got, I got to do it. But I, with the journalism classes, the G, the general ed classes, I'm just like, well, my grades don't matter. I could have a 4.0, but if my tape sucks, and that's what it was at the time, a tape, I'm not going to get hired. Right. So why focus? Why on... fuck with it? Yeah. Now, I, I don't know the answer. If I look back on it, and would it be, well, I just didn't want to go to school, so this was my way to justify it. I don't know. Yeah. It's not like I was getting after it. I got after it like in 99 when I was kind of, I don't know. I, I, that's the, the person I am now is more of what I was in 99. The first few years I had a girlfriend, just kind of was, uh, not, a, <laughs> not because of her, I was, I was what I was. Right. Um, just not enjoying myself because I was so focused on, uh, on getting, um, getting into journalism school. And then once I got in there, I'm like, okay, now I can, now I can enjoy myself sure. and do the thing that I want to do. But this news shift shit, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so I just didn't go. And I look at that and I go, what in the fuck was I doing? Like how'd they put up with that? Yeah. And so I, I went out there, there was one day, this was the day that truly everything changed. It really, it, I, I got. I, I remember I had a doctor's appointment. Propecia was coming out. I got my prescription for Propecia at like two that day. Mm-hmm. And at the time, it was kind of a cutting edge medicine. Sure, this, is, yeah, this yeah. is January of '98. And then they called me, and I don't know why they called me. I guess maybe nobody else wanted to do it because I hadn't really started doing sports yet. That's amazing, man. When I think about January '98, and uh, 
and they go, hey, the Globetrotters are playing at the Hearn Center. It wasn't Missouri Arena. It was the Hearn Center. Right. Missouri Arena didn't open for another, like, five years. Yeah. And uh, and so uh, I, they said, "There's a, the Globetrotters are playing there. Can you do a live shot for the 6 o'clock news? And I was like, oh, God, I don't really want to do something. And I look back, I go, fuck was I like who was I to like even like be like no I'm not I'm not available what am I doing you know it's January of 1998 in middle of Missouri I remember calling my girlfriend like they want me to do this do we have anything tonight like we're a married couple you know I'm 21 I guess and she goes no and I you ought to do it and I go yeah I guess I do well I had never done a live shot before okay. you know, yeah, yeah. The, and I guess this is kind of the the telling thing and I go out there, and it's the Globetrotters, and they give me two guys from the Globetrotters come uh-huh. out there. God, I can somebody's St. Julian, if I'm not mistaken. God, I know the video's out there. I know my mom has these VHS tapes. We need to digitize <laughs> these and get these to YouTube. Seriously. Wait till you see this shit. <laughs> and, and I just, like, fuck off with these guys, you know? And right. they fuck off with me, and I fuck off with them. Obviously, they're, like, three feet taller than right. me. I mean, it just looks like an absolute clown show, but I fuck off and just talk like I talk, minus right. the saying fuck and then i remember i had to like drive back to the station to drop something off and i just didn't think anything of it. i'm like God, i'm glad that's so and they're like they walk in they're like the people are applauding and i go what the, what what happened what happened i right. didn't i just dicked around on television <laughs> and you're applauding you know i didn't do anything right but it wasn't just the dicking around it was apparently the conversational dicking around uh-huh. that for usually when people would do their first live shots very they will rigid. talk in a very robotic deer in the headlights thing. Right. And so I think it was because of that live shot with the Globetrotters that they go, okay, we're going to let him be in his own little world doing his, you know, we'll, we'll create the special class for the, <laughs> the, the special kid. <laughs> and when I say special, I'm not using it necessarily positively. Like he's going to do his own thing right. and we can't really... But he's got some ability, so we're going to let him just do his shit. Right. And if he doesn't show up for his news shifts, we're still going <laughs> to pass him. And so I never did a news shift after that. I did the salt shaker cutaway, and that might be my, my so you, one yeah, you piece. Kinda, you kind of screwed you. Like you, uh, you sandbagged yourself with that. You're like, I can do this <laughs> yeah. globe trial live shot, but then instead of using any sort of cutaway, like any will do, uh, I'm going to put a salt shaker down. down. There's a salt shaker here. They're talking about like zoning in <laughs> Columbia, and there's a fucking salt shaker sitting there. I mean, and, every you know, and, Avi, and then I remember Nooner going, yeah, left the tripod in the car. Yeah, because I'm just like, I have, z- I'm not going to get a still shot of this thing. Right. I don't care. I don't want to do it. It's stupid. I had no idea how little it paid, by the way. If I would have known that. <laughs> yeah, it would have uh, changed things. You know, but uh, so that was, and then I remember, you know, I guess I would wind up doing, oh, God, yeah, that was January 98. It had to be January 98. But I interned for Rich Gould in, in the summer of 97. Ah, I came back after my internship, and it might have been Missouri, Kansas. It might have been Missouri, Nebraska in the Big 12 basketball. Uh-huh. Probably gives you a soft cow to talk about this. And this was when Missouri beat like a great Kansas team. It's considered one of the great wins in Missouri history. Uh-huh. Corey Tate. Uh, if you've if you've heard stories of this uh, Corey Tate shot to beat, I think Kansas was undefeated that year when they came to Hearn Center. And I did a stand up. And again, I got to find the video. I mean, Jesus, because at this point. <laughs> You know, right. like if it were like 2010, I might not have the fuck it, I don't care. <laughs> but now at this point, I'm like, fuck it, I don't care. 
where like I'm doing like a walk, like a walking stand-up, like I'm like handling unsolved mysteries, you know, <laughs> through the like just through the key of the Hearn Center floor, you oh know, after God. they beat Kansas or Nebraska or some something like that. Uh-huh. And I remember showing it to to Rich Gould over the summer, what I was thinking he was going to do with it. This <laughs> <laughs> is beyond me. And I remember one of the news reporters of Channel 11 was in there watching it. And, uh, Junior, the old walking stand-up. I like, <laughs> I like it very... I'm just going, I look at what in the fuck was I... Why didn't somebody say, hey, asshole, what are you doing, you yeah. know? And that was my resume reel. And then there was the uh, my first sports cast with the colonel as my producer, Gabe uh, Yarman, yes. in which I said so many things that so helped me, I would be done. I would be canceled uh-huh. because of my sport. There were so many things. I don't know if the video of that thing is around. Oh, were you doing like material? No. Well, it wasn't material. It was just me talking how, kind of how I am now. Right. But to do that on in Columbia, I don't know. I just remember Gabe produced it of powermazoo.com. Right. And Gabe, will, I mean, I saw Gabe a few days ago, and I'm, it's almost weird that it didn't come up because uh, he loves telling the story of, you know, <laughs> and then you know Gabe, so right, it's like, right. you know the personality. Uh, so I just said a bunch of shit, and I can think of a few of them, but I remember getting off the set and Gabe going, well, that was uh, interesting. <laughs> I, I remember he produced it, which meant he put together what the stories were going to be in the order of the right, stories. Right, and right. I know Missouri beat Kansas that day, so if somebody really wanted to look it up, they could find the date. It was first or second week of September, 98, they beat the shit out of Kansas. Devin West ran for like 250 or something crazy yards. I think it might still might be a school record. Uh, they were really good. It was a good football team in 98, really good football team. Um, and uh, and I, 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 I mean, I, I, I had a, the, I mean, just like shit on the Kansas Jayhawk. <laughs> uh I think I was critical of the BMIs of the cheerleading staff. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> then Gabe made sure that like, the Women's U.S. Open was going on. I mean, this is just like, oh I still might be get taken out for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the statute of limitations, nice 25 years. Cut might... <laughs> this part out. Okay, but uh, the, Were you I, shitting I, I, on I, the women's I, tennis player? <laughs> sure. Of course I did. Well, I was like, why do we have to show it? Right. Like, right. We had a bunch of college football. That was with McGuire and Sosa. This right. is September. So you're mad at the colonel at this point. Well, I'm not mad at him. I'm just like, this is dumb. <laughs> it's same shit. Like if they said, you know, like I had to do something here, then I'm just like, I know nobody cares. I'm not going to like right. dig, lie dig. about it. Sure. So, so Gabe's like, we got to include the Women's U.S. Open. And I go, but why? <laughs> so I think my intro to it was, you know, uh, uh, something along the lines of, unfortunately, we still have enough time in the sports cast, so we have to show you these highlights of the women's U.S. Open. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, and I'd do it again, honestly. Yeah. But but as you can imagine, people either fucking hated it right. or they loved it because they're right. just like, what is this? Like, what is going on on my right. television on a Saturday afternoon? Right. Like, who the fuck is this asshole? <laughs> I used to make fun of Kansas City, but not Kansas City. I would call out the inferiority complex. Oh, yeah. Uh, like when I was anchoring when the Cardinals and Royals were playing the interleague thing, and for the Kansas City guys, it was like, you know, yeah. this was this was everything. And I'm yeah. just like, this, this is a no-win situation. Cardinals lose, and it's a World Series over there. And I remember some intro being, you know, a lot of people believe the Gateway Arch is the largest uh, complex in the, uh, in the state of Missouri, but... Uh, 
we have done research here at KOMU, and it's actually the inferiority complex in Kansas City. Oh, wow. <laughs> and the Kansas City people, like, they were really, really mad about it. Like, I remember seeing guys at Quentin's, may it rest in peace. Yeah. And I go, yeah, that wasn't really fucking stupid, man. You know, like, like <laughs> legitimately pissed. Like, it became like a thing to, you know, whatever stupid shit. Like, I'd, I'd get off the set, and they'd be like, yeah, we got five. Like, it became like, yeah, five phone calls. <laughs> you know, it just became an icon. I was like, oh, it was a badge of honor. And right. then with the thing with my first sports cast with Gabe was the general manager of the station was on the phone waiting for me. And he goes, Tim, Tom Gray, I'm the general manager of the station. We don't do that kind of crap here. <laughs> I go, oh, okay, sounds good. You know, right. and that was... And then Gabe goes, wow, well, we'll always have that story. <laughs> and here we are 20-some-odd 20 years later yeah, still telling it. reliving it. So going to how the, the whole discussion started, in my mind, I'm like, it doesn't matter if I graduate, you know? It, and, and I happened to be right, but I don't think necessarily this is a case of the results-oriented working. Mm-hmm. Going back... I would still say the shit I said about, you know, <laughs> right. Kansas and, and, the, and, the, and the cheerleading staff uh, and the U.S. Women's Open's hi- highlights that the Colonel made me show. But I, uh, and by the way, it could have been the U.S. Men's Open. I'm not just saying that. I just didn't want to fucking show tennis highlights, right. and I stand by that. Right. But uh, that, that I happened to be right that they didn't care, but I didn't know that they didn't care about uh-huh. my grades or that they would have said, oh, you, we like your tape, but you need a degree. Yeah. Uh, I was very fortunate in that because that was nobody told me that i remember hearing that bob costas didn't graduate and joe buck didn't graduate and i think mm-hmm. joe and i have talked about that since but that's because joe was calling louisville cardinals they were the right. cardinals AAA affiliate at the time baseball at like 19 right and he was calling cardinal games at 21 yeah different set of circumstances 100 percent. and if your reel looked good like if your tape looked good what could a college degree, you know, I just don't see like how someone would be like, but you need a college degree. I agree. And that was, that was my mindset. And again, I was right, uh-huh. but I'm lucky I was right. Cause it wasn't, it wasn't a researched approach. I right. remember going up to a teacher professor, uh, and saying, listen, I just want you to know, I'm not going to come to class. I don't care what my grade is. Boy, this really did happen. <laughs> Hell of a tactic. Well, but it was honest. Yeah. Uh, I just need to pass. It was finance one, two, three, two, by the way, which you may have taken. Probably did. Boy, everybody really should take it. I really should have spent more time on it. I should have shown up. It would have paid dividends. Uh, but, uh, and she's like, I think she probably was just like stunned, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Because usually that would happen, but no one would tell her Right, but I'm like, just so you know, and I can't remember what the point of it, the point of it wasn't to like, this is, you know, but I, I think there was a reason I said it. Um, but yeah, I mean that one, like the grades don't matter. And I was, I happened to be right about it, but I look back on it. I go, that was really, as Wellington would say, when you go past the, when you might hit the putt. Right. And, and, but you took a hard line and if you missed it, you would have like seven feet come back. That was a bold line by the player. That was was. a bold line by the player. It happened to work out, but it wasn't, it wasn't because I was right. I, you know, it just, it, it worked out. So, to answer your question, Matt, it bothers me only because I promised my grandmother and, uh, and, and, and only because of that. It's the only reason why I would get those eight credit well, hours. let's knock it out. It's not like I have a... We could do it for a bit. Like a bit. 
Like helped him with his homework. Helped him with his homework. <laughs> I assume you can just do a knock it out on online classes Absolutely. real quick and 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 be done. Yeah. Then um, I can speak to the kids at their journalism ceremony and tell them to get out of the business. <laughs> I know you're sitting here graduating today, <laughs> but I want to tell you, I hope you minored in something because <laughs> it's a fucking disaster. Unless register. you enjoy poverty and working at night and on the weekends and working in terrible markets, you need change now and go pursue something else. That's what they, they probably wouldn't want me to speak at the uh, at the ceremony. Yeah, it's going to be awkward at the statue unveiling. The statue unveiling, the very small statue. So yeah, there is a there it is. That 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 actually hasn't come up. I think uh, yeah. I don't know. Like if my sons didn't graduate from college, I wouldn't fucking care at all. Honest to God, mm-hmm. I'm I've been saving money. I'm on the five twenty nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what a five twenty nine is? Mark Hanna's mentioned because Mark, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I honestly didn't. I don't know if I knew about it until I, certainly the month my first son was born. Sure. I had no idea. I remember my financial advisor saying, "Uh, you want to set up a five twenty nine? I'm going fuck's a five twenty nine, and I'm forty. You know when that <laughs> right, happened? Right. Uh, and I'm like, oh, so now I just you know it's it's just it's, I've been doing that now for five years, and I'll keep doing it. But ah, uh, um, so they will have that, but. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's, it depends on what you, it, it, I don't say it blanket because it absolutely depends on what right. you want to do. Right. I just really believe if you are spending time working on either where it be an entrepreneurial ideas to be influenced by people around you for that standpoint or to be working and not collecting debt, mm-hmm. um, with marketable job skills, not, not something where you're just fucking off and getting right. fucked up and then like, oh, now everybody's back from college. Now it's time for me to get a real job. That's a different deal that I actually think it'd be advantageous. I really do. Right. I just, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm listen. It's like how I am with religion. I am open to hearing sure. other sides, other, other perspectives on it. And of course, if you're pursuing medicine or law, uh, and I'm sure there's a multiple other fields that it would fall under. But for this shit that we do, oh, God. you know, right. what was important was really more business, actually, than yeah. journalism. Yeah. Now, I got to do it to know I could do it, but there was nothing that I learned in those first few years that I'm like, okay, well, I remember this class. Now I'm ready for my Globetrotters live shot. Right. I could have done that. The, you know, when I showed up there, just act like a jackass on camera. Fine, here we go. I'll do a trick for you know with a ball mm-hmm. amongst two you know Harlem Globetrotters, and then send it back to the studio. Right. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh wow, he can do this. I'm like, all I did was talk into the camera. But some people, when they would look at the camera, they would freeze, mm-hmm. and that was kind of the determining factor. So that's how I'm like, okay, well then I really am not going to pay attention to class now, and therefore I'm not going to graduate. But my dad, going back to that thing, was like. I'm not paying for that shit up there anymore if, you, if you're going more than four years. And he was right because he, that was supposed to motivate me to knock it out. Right. And so I remember I was like, if you pay this, I'll walk in December. But I meant literally walk. It right. didn't mean I will graduate no, in no, December. No. Now, it wasn't a bait and switch. I know what I told him. I don't know what he was thinking. He might have just been like, this is such a, this guy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that might have been more what it was like. And I've got three younger ones. You know, one at the time was eight. Uh, I guess Kevin was uh, 16 and Danny would have been 19. Like this, this fucking guy's been jacking around up there for a few years. What does it matter at this <laughs> yeah, point? And yeah. he's, you know, whatever. I don't think, I don't know. I don't know what he was thinking. But yeah, I'm up there just fucking off yeah. because I'm not going to school. 
Uh, I got a little equity because the sports cast had a following and uh, I'm coming in my own and my buddies worked at Quentin's nice. roommates and friend. That's just where we went. And there was there was some beautiful that place was the place in the late 1990s. May it rest in peace. And um, there's some wonderful stories there that I cannot share, but that went on and. uh and just got fucked up like six out of seven nights. Like, I mean, not just like you went and had a drink, but like fucked up. And then I didn't have to get up until one or two to go out to KOMU. And then I'd fuck off on the anchor desk. It's a good living. Oh my God. It was the greatest. Yeah, college and then I'm is like, a good time. this is the greatest. Yeah. Columbia, Columbia is a good time. Right. So I look back on that and I'm like, and I remember, so 99 rolls around and I'm still there. And Brian Nooner, the sports director, who's also the teacher for the sports broadcasting class and it was me the colonel alan robison who now works at the golf channel is mm-hmm. a producer right and a guy named brian terry who worked at mtv we're in the sports class the first one and i remember nooner saying you know i like having you around and you do a nice job and everything. he goes i mean you, it's time for you to take one of these job offers i kept getting job offers but i'm like i don't really want to go i'm enjoying <laughs> yeah this. seriously and he goes, we're just, we're sitting here we're going, you're not going to take anything unless you get a TV job in St. Louis, and you're probably not going to get a TV job in St. Louis straight out of Columbia. Columbia. It's just yeah. not the way it, yeah. at the time. I don't know how it works now. It seems like it's possible now, but then it certainly wasn't. And that's how it got to, I had a, I, it, you know, there were, there were a number of them, not the greatest markets, but then it got to Monterey, Pebble Beach, Monterey, California, market 116, if I'm not mistaken, in Little Rock, Arkansas. And, uh... And I don't know what kicked me in the ass to go. I have no idea. Cause it's not like I, you know. Right. But I remember going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and asking people. And I decided on Little Rock. And one of the reasons I decided on Little Rock was because I wouldn't have a contract, which allow, would allow me to leave. Yeah, whenever you want. But they weren't giving me a contract, not because they wanted me to have flexibility. They were not giving me a contract because <laughs> they wanted to be able to whack me. Right. Just like exactly. for anybody in the position, it wasn't it wasn't about me. It was whoever took the job. It was the number three sports guy at the CBS affiliate in Little Rock. And within a month of me getting there, they fired the sports director, mm. who the GM hated. Uh, and so then all of a sudden now I am kind of thrust into a spot where I'm on air. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's when I said, if I, I assume I've told the jacked oh, yeah. up story, yeah. where she removed me from the air, and I it's like two days before my twenty third birthday, and I'm like, oh my god, my career's Done. over. So I didn't get a chance to enjoy that situation. Not that you know, you you look back and go, oh, the spoils of Little Rock, but <laughs> you know, being twenty two, twenty three, and yeah, you know, just really you know enjoying it and getting after it. Um. Because I'm like, I got to get the fuck out of here because this lady hates me and yeah. she's going to whack me. And I'm like doing TV from the penalty box. Yeah. For real, from like a room that looked kind of like this. They would wheel the camera in for the, for the you know, juvenile delinquent who's the who's too busy making masturbatorial references right. on the air. Which I was not yeah. under any, I will never, I wasn't. I just wasn't. I mean, I mean, just... Absolutely wasn't. Yeah. But she had it out for me. She didn't like other shit. Her, her church friends mm-hmm. didn't like me. got word of your Columbia sportscast. <laughs> yeah, the word was out in the South. <laughs> this guy's a, this Yankee's a troublemaker, yeah, as I was known. And, uh, yeah, so I didn't, but I never. I've thought about not going to New York. I have, guess every once in a while, maybe, like, the Denver thing, only because I was still, still taking Propecia and a full head of hair. Right. 
and uh, and never thought about should I have stayed at KMOV ever, 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 which is surprising to me because leading into it, it was a tortured decision. And uh, and then the 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 not graduating thing, honestly, yeah. I, I've I've only recently kind of thought of it just because I'm like, oh, this is how much money I'm saving for my kids' education, mm-hmm. and my parents paid for this, and then I just went and fucked around like that now i get as a parent right i mean i saw i mean my experience in columbia i saw so many kids just fuck around right so badly to the point where they were like i was like if you went to one class this week i'd be surprised like went to one yeah class. i just i just i you know i don't it's and that's the thing about it like i don't know really i mean i don't want to say i guess the value is being on your own and that's learning a, that's that that's that's really what it is it's not necessarily about the curriculum. it can be about the curriculum but it you know it's it teaches you independence making your own schedule being reliant on yourself social skills in a lot of sense which is great but there's other ways of accomplishing right but i was of... in a fraternity and group think and i fuck i hated group think then i really fucking hate it now it's why i think i have my aversion to the twitter mobs sure. and social media pressure same thing i don't know why i am that way i just know that i feel well, because i think it's wrong that's mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. kind of easy answer but yeah looking back on it yeah i mean it's 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 I'm surprised it's kind of the first time it's come up, um, but yeah, there's there's the answer. So it's over the years you've talked about not graduating from university. Nice. I was wondering if it bothers you. If so, maybe you can do a deep dive. So you got a deep dive, even though it doesn't bother. It truly doesn't. Like if you're listening to this and going, he doth protest. I don't. I couldn't care any less. But it bothers me that I promised my grandma. That's that's what it bothers me, and that is truly why I would do it. Yeah. That's why I would do it. Uh, and really, honestly, I should have done it by now because it is probably super easy. And then I can say, okay, is I it, did it. So do you have, do you know if you have journalism credits left or if it's no, gen ed? I, I honestly have no idea. I think it's general. Oh, then you I, could I, do that so I, easy. I, I looked into it. I held it, man. Well, do. A little psych class action. A little, uh... The thing is, now if I were to go to school, I would be so into it. Right. You know. Yeah. I, you would, you I, would... I mean, I real. I'm, I'm putting myself now. Let's say I am a single 45 year old guy, and I'm not different. talking because I'm like, oh, let me see if I can chase a 23 year old around. But because I'd be interested in the classes. Right. And I would go to bed not at two in the morning yeah. and be fucked up. I would yeah. go to bed at shit nine thirty. Yeah. I've taken some tests. And, brutally. Hungry. Oh, I can't even. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's, it's tough. So I, I, I look at it, but that's not where I was then. I mean, I truly have arrested development. You know, I really do. I'm not saying that for any other reason outside of I look at it and I go, wow. I, I, but I didn't realize it in the moment. We talked about my Facebook posts back in the day of just like poker hands and, you know, like, and again, like for our audience, they might have been like, yeah, I'm into the Tim's World Series of Poker thing. You know, not many of them, but some were. But then for like my f- actual friends right. who I'm friends with on Facebook, they had to go, fuck, you know, he's on something. Yep. Like, like this is really hands. sad. Yeah. Like this guy, you know, because it was only a few years after I left TV and I'm sure they thought I was really successful when I was on TV, even though, you know, it was fine, but it certainly wasn't really successful. And they had to see, like, what the fuck happened to him. He's out in Las Vegas, and he's talking about cards and, <laughs> and bitching about airlines. Bitching about <laughs> and airlines. We, and we, and we have children and marriages, and this fucking guy is on Facebook. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and again, it's not like I was 20. I mean, I was in my early 30s. Mm-hmm. It's not... These, these are cautionary tales. This is what the name of the podcast should cautionary be. Cautionary tales. Cautionary tales. Yeah. Because I am not... I'm not saying 
Yeah, look, you know, play play it play it the way I played it. I'm not. I'm saying don't do this shit. Yeah. Do not do this shit. This is not good. I luck boxed out on some things. Some of the things I didn't luck box out. The Propecia thing. Should have stayed on the Propecia. Be mm-hmm. I have flowing locks, Jackson. Big you'd you'd be envious of me. I would be unbelievable. Be. But now it's a mess. Uh yeah. So to do this shit. Yeah, man. I really so yeah, the graduation thing. I didn't graduate. I don't care, but I should have cared because I'm lucky that, you know, that I was able to do this stuff because what if I wouldn't, what if I would have been like, and there are a lot of them, Mm -hmm. you know, who get done and they're looking for jobs and nobody's interested right? and they're stuck. And then it gets to a point where they go, I got to fucking either, you know, work behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. which was not the goal because you had a resume reel to Right, right. Be on it's air. probably tough to get a job behind the scenes. 100%. Or you got to go, fuck, I just got a degree in journalism, broadcast sequence, from the number one journalism school in the country. And most of the time, like I said, they're not from Missouri, so they came from all over the country. And now I'm not even going to pursue that field. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I wanted to pursue it, but nobody wants to hire me. It's right. like there's thousands of jobs. That's a So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I'm not going to go there, you know, whatever. And fuck, you know. Really just, God, I wish somebody could psychoanalyze what the fuck I was doing then. Because it's, you know, I don't know, man. Like, I was happy as hell, and mm-hmm. it was great, and it was fun, but super irresponsible. Super irresponsible. It's, again, I'm happy the way things have worked out, but right. it was, it's it's by default, yeah. you know? Eight credit hours, that's, that's three classes. It you, is. You could get that. That'd be nothing. But okay, so but you know how I am with zero upside things. Oh yeah, I mean you'd simply be doing it for it'd be a pageant. Like. It, it'd be it's it's for, it's for my mom's yeah, mom. That's, right. that's what that, that's that's it. Right. I'm not like I couldn't care any less about you know how do I talk to my sons about going to college because I'm not right in the no, same I, way I'm I, talking I, about religion right now. <laughs> it's probably not playing real well in some corners of the family. But I am like, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm also being honest. I'm like, hey, yeah. you know, some people think this, some people think that. You know, you know what? Here's what I know. No one knows except yeah. some people act like they know, sure. and then they'll try to get legislation passed so they can do some creepy shit on the side. So I just that's where I am on it, and I can't say that I feel passionately about uh, yeah. college. Yeah. So I don't really care if I didn't graduate from college. To me, I would look to an entrepreneur, whether the person has a degree or not, and how the person treats people. Yeah. That's who I would point to, not a fucking degree. Right. But because I promised my grandma. I'm dead serious. That's what bothers me. Yeah. So maybe I'll do it, Jackson. I don't know. Maybe it'd be I fun. I think it would be interesting. Get my degree. Yeah. I'm telling you, we could put little promotions up, help Tim do with a his remote. homework, make a study guide for Tim. Uh, the thing is, I wrote so many papers for guys at the Sigma Chi house in the 90s. Really? Oh, what an industry. I couldn't imagine college before the internet. Like, I seriously could. I don't, can't imagine it. I mean, it was just starting up. Yeah. And they knew I could write. Mm-hmm. And so, but I wouldn't, I would, sometimes I don't think they paid me. It was a pledge. So no shot they paid you. So I would get currency in that I would, I would be allowed to sleep. You were like, uh, you were like, uh, Tim, uh, Tim Robbins in, uh, Shawshank. You were doing everyone's taxes. That's actually, that is a wonderful analogy. That's exactly what you were. You were doing everyone's taxes so they couldn't hit you. So all the pledges had to be up by, I think, nine. I mean, wow, bold. So you're living in-house as a pledge? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. At that place, br- too. That's brutal. I mean, and that place was famous for, yeah. you know. Oh, well, yeah, I've heard. <laughs> and so I'm a pledge there. And 
and now I'm, you know, now I'm the pledge to like, oh, this guy can write. Mm-hmm. So we'll just fucking make him write our stuff. So that's what I did. Mm-hmm. You know, truly was. That's yeah. I mean, what the Tim Robbins thing is yeah. one in Shawshank. That's exactly what you were. And so I would put it on. Uh, I put a little sign. We were in bunk beds. Right. A piece of paper, like because I'm in there at 11:30 in bed. <laughs> At the Sigma Chi house, the Zai Zai chapter, known around the country in the Sigma Chi world, like, oh, you were Zai Zai. That's legit. You know, that's a that's yeah. a that's a mother. And it said like, so and so has given me permission to sleep until oh, oh, just like a little notebook paper with a piece of tape. And I just remember, <laughs> and someone would read that and oh, be like, oh, oh I can't go God. in there. I remember the door swinging open <laughs> and two guys going. What? <laughs> and you're like, Did you what the about? fuck is this? Like, like they were, but they were, they were, they were so beyond themselves that that a pledge was sleeping at eleven thirty, and then this, wrote a little and note. Wrote a little note. Like, I just you, imagine you peeking your head up. Like, oh, did you read my note? I think I was facing opposite from the door, so I heard it swing open, and they're like utter horror and confusion of. You know, right. this little motherfucker on the top bunk <laughs> like, sleep who'd had zero interest in being a part of it and was pretty pretty outspoken about the fact that I thought the whole thing was a fucking scam anyway. Right. Uh, that this little motherfucker, it's 1130, sleeping with a note dangling from the bunk, and they drag my ass down into, you know, the place where everybody ate. Yeah. Dining room, dining room. It certainly wasn't a dining room. How do you think of a dining room? It was a cafeteria where people yeah. got their balls hazed off. And then that day, it was mine. You look, here's your pledge, brother. He was sleeping. So we're going to let you get to sleep right here while yeah. all of your pledge brothers yeah, do this. Classic strategy. <laughs> so I'm lying on the floor of the Sigma Chi house, 500 South College. No longer there, of course. And... You know, they go, you can sleep. You can sleep at your pledge, brothers. So I'm lying asleep. Oh, my God. Yeah. What a fucking clown. Yeah. You know, they uh, they don't bang. be like me. Not let any of you are listening going, you know, I'd like to be like Tim. Just on the off chance that you're thinking. No, they, just a clarification. You do not. They banned uh, freshmen living in fraternity houses now. Is that right? Yeah. Wow, yeah. Wow, wow. My junior, senior year was the last year that they allowed any Beta was the only one that would do it. Well, they like they got a country club there. Yeah, yeah, boy, I had a lot of friends in Beta, as you can imagine, and uh, that was a whole scene. But yeah, the, the the little note on the door really has me hanging from the bunk bed with like tape. I'd be like, "Fellows, did you not read the oh note? My God. <laughs> they said I could sleep." Well, I think it was either what, <laughs> yeah, just, and then it was like a pause. What the fuck is this? No, no. Please understand, I have permission to sleep. And they're just like grabbing me and throwing. Oh man, some of the most uncomfortable moments of my life. <laughs> just always tied in with some eighteen-year-old kid who didn't want to be there. And I was like, I just really would like a bottle of water if you could grab me that. Let the other guys yell at you. Oh God, unbelievable. Well, there it is. So anyway, I didn't graduate, and I'm upset about it because I promised my grandma yeah. in uh, December of '98 at a place that was nice. I still think it might be there. It's like I, Missouri Ruth, Bar and Grill, but maybe no, that's not nice. I don't there's know. a really nice one there called Room 38, right there on Walnut. No, the street you're talking about is Walnut, though, right? The columns are on Walnut behind Yeah, Broadway. that's that's where it was. It was yeah. right next to that. Yeah. It was right to the there's west like, of that. There was last year. It was nice, like an old wooden bar and mm. restaurant. Mm, yeah. I don't know if it's there. I haven't been Ernie's is on that same street. Maybe that's what it is. Well, that was the Ernie's was the breakfast spot. That was that's not what it was. Oh. 
No, Broadway Diner was down the road. Uh, I, I, I've visited that multiple times. <laughs> right next times to, what's that, Shiloh. Yeah. Right next they to moved, Shiloh. They flipped everything around. Shiloh yeah. was over by really? the journalism school. Yeah, it was in a different oh, spot, wow. which is now, I don't know what it is. Uh, Heidelberg's right across the street from uh, the Now it was on school. the other side. Um, uh, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Please don't disturb me. I'm sleeping. <laughs> little note. The little <laughs> little note. note. Oh, my God. And at that place, to do that. Yeah, that's a ball. Seriously, like what? But it's not. But it's not balls. It was just a lack of self awareness. Right. It's right. like, yeah. And I don't want to say I didn't care because I know it sounds like I didn't care. If anything, I probably did care a lot. I certainly didn't buy into the fraternity shit. Right. And I, I, I changed my mind on that at all. But I. But I can't believe that I had the nerve or lack of self-awareness to mm-hmm. put up a little note on the bunk and say, <laughs> I have, it's 1130. And these guys coming in, I mean, these guys, this wasn't, this wasn't easy. No. So, and when I'm sure when they, their heart, I'm sure they were in part happy because they're like, oh my God, this is right. going to be. It's for the uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like when Iggy misses a two foot putt in the Fan right. Page Club Championship. Yeah. I'm like, well, here we go. Right. <laughs> It's, it's like, I would have liked him to make show. it, but now that he's missed it, well, here we go. Right. Same thing. It's like, holy shit, this guy's disobeying us so badly, but we are about to have right. a wonderful time at his expense for the rest of the day, and it'll right. be glorious. All right, that'll wrap it up. There's my trials and tribulations of yeah, uh, Columbia, Missouri, tales. and Pledgeship. Uh, for uh, Action Jackson, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been another edition of the Tim McKernan Show from the HomeLoanExpert.com studio. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.